0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share the completely honest and never ending story of my personal deslobification process. Um, I give tips and strategies. I tell the truth about um, cleaning and organizing methods that actually work in real life for real people, ones who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing, like me. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. This is podcast number 32. You can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect uh, to find me on all my social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. You can also go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S and find the link to the show notes for this podcast number 32. In that, sh- in those show notes, I will try to link to the things that I mentioned. You can also leave comments. And, um, if you have any questions, if you have questions you'd like me to answer in a future podcast, I would love that. I am titling this podcast number 32 after the fail, because this is a question that I get a lot. And it's also something that I have a lot of personal experience with. And that is, um, what do you do after you did great for a while? And then you fall off the wagon, you know, you fail. I don't even know what falling off the wagon actually means, where that comes from, but anyway, when you fall off the cleaning wagon, when you fail and you think, okay, well, what do I do now? Because I just can't seem to get going again. Um, I personally understand that completely because I've been there so many times in my life. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, And kind of along those lines, I just want to share that I have officially been... Doing this, a slob comes clean thing, blogging, now podcasting, also YouTubing, um, for five years. That is really hard for me to process in my brain because that's actually a long time. You know, when you have young kids and like a five year old seems huge and ancient, and you know, that just kind of gives perspective on time. I feel like this life phase that I'm in where my kids are, you know, they're kind of in that middle stage of childhood. They're eight, almost 11 and 12. Um, you know, five years is like a whole life phase for them. I mean, that's a huge amount of time. Of course, when you look at it from your overall life perspective, it's a really short amount of time, which also makes me panic and, you know, hyperventilate as a parent when I think about them growing so fast. But, but I have been doing this, blogging thing for five years. Um, when I first started back in August of 2009, it was the first day of my second child's, um, of my second child starting school. He was starting kindergarten. He started fifth grade this week. And, um, I started it as motivation for me and a way to stay focused on getting my house under control. I've talked about this in previous podcasts, especially the first ones where I kind of tell my slob story. Um, so you can go there for more details, but the, the overall thing was I desperately wanted to start blogging. It was burning in my soul cause I wanted to write and, um, I couldn't justify it because my house was a disaster and I couldn't have anything else take my focus away from my house. And I didn't want to be a fraud in case somebody else found out what my house looked like. So I started this blog, A Slob Comes Clean. And I truly, honestly believed, like never occurred to me that this wouldn't be the case, that um, it was temporary, that it was a practice blog, that it was, I couldn't imagine that it was going to take me more than a few months to get my house under control. Like I really thought because everything else in life, you know, I put my mind to it and I would, um, you know, figure it out and conquer it. Um, that I, I thought, well, this housekeeping thing, all I need to do is just really focus and this will be my way to focus. But in a lot of ways, it's real similar to other areas of life where it's not a project, it's a lifestyle, you know? Um, and that's, you know, like budgeting you can get out of debt. But if you don't continue to budget, then you're going to be right back in debt. You know, you can lose weight, if you treat it as a project. But until you actually realize, oh, okay, this is like changing for the rest of my life. And it's every single day. And it's the choices I make 20, 30 times a day that actually make a difference. You know, that's, that's what this is. It's housekeeping. It's not a project. And, a big part of, um, this process for me has been realizing how my brain works and finding ways that work for my brain. Okay. And part of it has been accepting that I have a project minded brain, which honestly, I'm so glad to have, because that's the kind of stuff that I get joy out of. I, I get big things done, but it's the day to day that I struggle with and realizing, okay, that's a constant inner struggle for me has, has been a big thing. I think I'm starting to ramble here. And I'm just going to tell you, I know people have said, don't say you're rambling, but, um, I started this podcast no less than 10 times yesterday. And I just could not, um, I I just couldn't, I, I would get to a certain point and I would just completely lose my train of thought. So I'm going to really try to keep going because I want to get these podcasts up because I love podcasting. I mean, it's really fun. And I, I so appreciate the feedback that I've gotten, the reviews in iTunes. And this summer I checked total rabbit trail here, but this summer I happened to check, I was putting together a proposal for something and I have over a hundred thousand podcast downloads, a hundred thousand which is just crazy. And so I really appreciate those of you who have been so encouraging and supportive and who've just been willing to come out and say, okay, you're not the only one that struggles with these things. There are other people too. And that encourages me so much in all of this. But anyway, so I'm going to go back to, um, you know, talking about after the fail. Okay. So the reason I taught, I, you know, feel like that fits in well with the whole, where I thought I'd be after five years, um, is you know, I started blogging the first day of school. We're in that exact same time of year right now. Summer is crazy. Summer is the time when I get out of routine. Um, I have a certain, you know, routine that we have in the school year and it just fits, makes the habits that I've worked so hard to create easier to fit in. Um, for me, in the mornings this week, my kitchen has stayed pretty decent because I remember to empty my dishwasher first thing in the morning. Because, you know, I make my kids' lunches, I make sure they've got all their necessary pieces of clothing on. And while they're fixing their hair and brushing their teeth, you know, after I remind them to do those things and putting their shoes on and all that, then I kind of go, huh. oh, yeah, this is when I need to empty my dishwasher. And so it just kind of, um, because I've worked hard to create that habit. The routine of the day or the schedule of the day kind of helps me stay in that routine. But in the summer, when the only time I try to be on the computer was before my kids got up in the morning, and they would get up at three different times, and sometimes they would sleep late, and sometimes they would get up early, and then you know they were all fixing something different for themselves for breakfast, and you know it just it didn't have that same rhythm to the morning, and so I got out. I still kept the habits up, but the routine, the schedule was all whompy jawed and different. Wampy jawed is a Texas word. Maybe it's other places too. You can tell me if it is or not. But anyway, it's one my mother always used. And so in my mind, it's a real word, but when my schedule would get whompy jawed and out of whack, then, um, you know, it was harder to work that routine in. But the fact is, I now understand the habits because I've seen how important they are. I've seen their nece- that they're necessary. I understand why they're necessary. I understand how they work best. And so the basic answer that I have to the question of what do you do after you were doing great for a while and then you fail is you go back and start on those basic habits. Maybe not even all of them at one time. You know, when I first started my blog and I didn't know what I was doing, I just did the dishes. I said, I just have to figure this out. And as I did the dishes and that started to feel more natural, then I added in more habits, which I outline in 28 days to hope for your home that talks people through, you know, how to develop those habits, which happens to be on sale right now. You can go to the blog, to the podcast notes, and I'll have that link for you. Um, but so my point is I started with those habits. So when I get out of routine and I think, Oh my goodness, I failed again. Then I now know to go back to those habits because those habits work. All right. Here's the thing before I would have periods of success. I would do, this is, you know, before I started my blog, I knew how to clean Okay. And when life was boring, which is rare, and I don't even like it when it's boring, but when life was boring, then my house stayed a whole lot cleaner. Kind of like when I made a 4.0 that one semester when I transferred to a new school in college and didn't know anybody yet. It's the only time I ever made a 4.0 in college. But um, my point was there was not that, when there's not much else to focus on, Or to take my focus away from my house, well, then it does pretty well. But then, because of my personality and because of you know the way that our family operates, things happen and we get involved in things, and it takes my focus away from my house. And then all of a sudden, I look around and go, "Oh my goodness, what just happened? It looks like an explosion in here." You know, and I I think, uh, okay, the difference now between then is I used to think when that would happen, okay, I failed. This is over. What. Every method I was doing before that was working for me for a while, obviously that method didn't work. And now I have to find a new method. And so my focus and my energy would go toward worrying about and thinking of and trying to come up with or find a new method. Instead of taking that same energy and focus and saying, okay, then I need to go back To doing the dishes because that was making a big difference. I hope this is making sense because that has been the thing for me is understanding where I need to go back to, to start over again, because I constantly have to start over again. Okay. So a little bit about my summer, uh, out of the routine. And so my house is a little scary. Um, it's nowhere near as bad as it was five years ago. Uh, At this same time, you know, I mean, right now I could have someone over if they gave me 20 minutes notice, I would probably let them come inside the door right now after I went and got properly attired, but I would probably let them come inside the house right now. And part of the reason is that it's nowhere near as bad as it would have been five years ago after a summer out of the routine. Okay.
1: To find out if it's right for you,
0: this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects, so many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well being a priority. you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Reasons for that are that I do have habits. Okay. We do five minute pickups. We don't do them every single day. If I did them every single day, this house would be in my world, just absolutely perfect, but we do them enough that it keeps it from getting totally, completely out of control. So now give me 20 minutes and I'd be fine with having somebody come over. I might throw a few things in the master bedroom, which is really scary right now, but, um, but I would, I'd be willing to have someone come over. The other thing is that I do have certain things that I absolutely always do. When I say that, I don't mean always because there are days that I miss. It's not like I'm perfect at all. Um, but you know, I, I keep the dishes done. I run the dishwasher every single night and I empty it the next day. I try to do it early in the morning so that then I can load it up through, through the day with dirty dishes and then run it again at night. And it's just kind of this magical thing that keeps the kitchen from getting completely and totally out of control. But, um, even when I don't okay, here's where I'm starting to get distracted. And this is where I stopped my podcast the last five times. So I'm just going to try to get focused again. My point is basic, ultra basic routines have made a huge difference in this house. The other thing that has made a huge difference has been decluttering, getting rid of tons and tons of stuff, because the less stuff that I have, there the um, less disaster that's possible. OK, I mean, if you have five items and those five items are strewn across the floor, you know, and every if you have five items and every item you own is strewn across the floor, that's really different than when you have a thousand items and every item you own is strewn across the floor. That is slob math. OK, and that's one of those things that normal people would not understand. But I assume maybe you're a little more on my wavelength if you're listening, um, but less stuff keeps automatically means my house gets less out of control than it used to back when I had more stuff okay but going back to those habits um my kitchen is was far from perfect over the summer i mean like far from perfect however um you know i have i put out a youtube video i'm trying to get back into doing those i put out two this week the first day of getting back into the routine and you see that my kitchen looks like a really, really messy kitchen. But in 20 minutes, I was able to get everything put away, the counters wiped down, the sink completely empty. And I was able to do that pretty quickly because I didn't have a backlog of dirty dishes. Okay. So the stuff that was out on the counter was, you know, yesterday's groceries that I never finished putting away or, um, the, uh, you know, lunch making stuff from getting the first lunches together for the year. Or it was stuff like, um, I don't know, you know, the salt container and the spices that I get out to cook with. And then I never actually put them back because that's how I roll. Um, But, you know, getting all that done didn't take hardly any time at all because I didn't have to deal with dirty dishes where before I would have spent, honestly, four hours in the kitchen because I would be also doing, you know, washing every single dish that I own, which means, you know, loading up the dishwasher and then still having three dishwashers worth of dishes left to do that I either have to hand wash or let just sit there and then get distracted. But as long as I kept those dishes doing, then I was able to get things back under control, um, a whole lot quicker and a whole lot easier. Um, so my point is, Okay. So another thing that I was going to say is, um, even one of the reasons why the kitchen didn't look that great, even though I had been doing the dishes every day is because of the randomness of the routine. Okay. So for me, a lot of times it was not until I was cooking supper and I needed to put stuff in the dishwasher that I would go, Oh, I never emptied it today. And so I would empty it and then put the dishes from the day in there and then, you know, cook supper so that I could then run it that night. And a lot of times not everything would fit in there. Um, but that is basically, um, you know, how I kept the kitchen from getting completely out of control. And what allows me to get the house back under control more quickly is the fact that the dishes at least stayed done. So my point is when you fall off the wagon, go back to doing the dishes You know, go back to those same habits that you were doing great with before, but just start with one of them at a time. On the second day, uh, my second video, I show that it only took me like five minutes to get the kitchen counters cleared off. And I mean, it took almost no time at all to get the kitchen back to where it took 20 minutes the day before. So then I added in sweeping, you know, which when I started my blog and in 28 days to hope for your home, I take a full week to kind of get the whole dishes thing down and under control. But because I'm starting back and I'm not as far gone as I, you know, would have been before because I did keep some habits going as much as I could. Well, then I'm able to get back into those habits that start making a big difference more quickly. Okay. Cause I've talked about sweeping before and you know why I sweep every day, which I don't, you know, there are days when I miss that and I can really tell a difference, but when I will sweep every day, it makes a huge difference, not just because of the crumbs, but because I notice things like those grocery sacks that are on the floor of the, you know, I put everything cold away and now it's got every, you know, whatever canned goods are sitting there on the floor. And we just managed to walk over them all the time. Um, or, you know, my husband's newspaper is by the, by his chair or something like that. You know, it just keeps it overall makes a bigger difference at so the second, the third day of my getting back on track. I did make a video, but I didn't put it up. Um, that third day, it took me five minutes to both clear the counters, wipe down the breakfast table and sweep the kitchen. Okay. So those things just start going faster and faster if I will do them every day. But it's not about coming up with a whole new routine. Okay. And that, that's part of the biggest change for me is accepting that it is not, um, it's me. It's not the method, whatever method worked before I can go back to that. I may have to tweak it because my schedule may change. And that's where there's kind of that difference. And I know you could probably go with either one, but the difference between a routine and a schedule um, my schedule this year is different last year I think it was maybe in February I don't know I started doing camp gladiator which is uh, like a boot camp style workout and it's at five o'clock in the morning which is just crazy that I'm doing that but um, I'm still doing it now but you know I I've enjoyed it I say enjoyed it like I never am excited about actually going but I'm always glad I went you know but I have enjoyed doing going. And one of the things that I would say last year was I really like how it adds time to my day because, you know, before that I would drop my daughter off about seven 30. I would head to the gym. I would do a workout, you know, where I wasn't pushing myself at all. Um, I would do that workout and then I would come home, do my Bible study, drink my coffee, you know, and then be ready to start my day probably about nine o'clock. Well, when I got my workout done at five o'clock in the morning, that I would come home, get home about 6 drink my coffee, do my Bible study before my kids even got up. And then that way I would take my daughter to school. And suddenly I was starting my day at like 7 30 instead of nine o'clock. And I was like, oh, this is so great. I'm adding time to my day. And oh, that's part of my motivation. Well, this year is different. I have a seventh grader, which is really, really hard to believe. And he is playing football, which is his absolute life dream. And the fact that he's playing football um, in seventh grade means that he has to be at school at 630 in the morning. So now I come home from Camp Gladiator at 605. I tell him to get out of bed. I hurry him along as he throws on clothes and eats a little breakfast and we leave the house before 620. So I can get him there by 630 and I'm home by 640. And then it's time to get up the kids. And that whole chunk of time where I was getting my Bible study done and just enjoying that time. Yeah, that's gone. I don't have that anymore. My schedule is different. And that is one of the biggest, um, frustrations for everybody. Okay. It really helped me um, a couple months ago I had lunch with normal friend, which if you've watched my videos and read the blog, you, you, I'll try to link to some of those in the show notes, but normal friend, um, is my friend who, you know, she's been a stay at home mom. She was a stay at home mom forever. And she was just kind of my example of always having her house clean. Cause she had this cleaning schedule and, you know, daily routines and she loves to organize and all that kind of stuff. And I would just look at her and think, wow, I want to be like that. You know, so she's kind of the what I would aspire to, although I've realized I probably never will be. But um we had lunch last spring and she was just saying how hard that year had been for her because she'd gone back to work and she was working part-time, I think two or three days a week. And yet, her whole cleaning routines that she'd had for years and years and years, and that she just thought, well, of course, this is the best way to do it. And this is easy. And what's the big deal? Everybody should be able to come up with a cleaning routine. Those suddenly were really, really hard for her because her schedule was changed and it was different. And so it wasn't, she wasn't able to work it the same way that she had for years and years. Um, And so my point is a schedule change can throw everything into a tizzy, you know, it can make everything wompy jawed. I'll use that word one more time at least. Um, but it makes everything crazy and it can really, um, especially the way I used to be, it was like, well, you know, what do I do now? I have to throw out my other thing, but now, you know, whatever I was doing before, I have to completely throw it out because my schedule's different. So now instead though, I look at it and I say, okay, this was my routine that worked washing the dishes and then, you know, putting them away the next day. It may not be on the same schedule, but I have to move that routine into my new schedule. Okay. Knowing that these are the things that have to be done in my routine. I may not be able to do them at the same time every day. And this is where I'm really big on you just figuring out whatever works for you in your house. If you have crazy mornings and you're rushing out of the house every day, of course you may not be able to empty your dishwasher in the morning, but you know, find whatever time works for you. Because the, the truth is, it has to be emptied. Unfortunately, there's no way around that. There's all kinds of variations on when you empty it. But knowing that, okay, I have to run it, you know, at night or whatever after supper, and then empty it the next morning, or empty it at some point in my schedule, whatever works for you, knowing these are the things that are non-negotiable. I just have to figure out how it's going to work in my schedule. And as my schedule changes, then I have to figure out a new time for it. All right. Um, so my point is, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like laundry day. I read a post about this as well. Um, you know, Monday was laundry day. I didn't do my laundry on Monday the week before so i didn't have a whole lot of laundry to do on Monday and uh, i think i had done it thursday of last week you know with summer schedule and everything being crazy that's just when i got to do got to do laundry day well my old tendency would have been to say well i just did it on thursday so this week there's no point in doing it on monday i might as well wait except that the problem with that is then we ru- start running out of things before i get to the next monday So if I will just say, okay, it's Monday day, it's Monday. So I'm going to do laundry because it's my laundry day. And so I go ahead and do it on Monday. Well then, even though it was less, now I've still only got one week's worth of laundry the next Monday. And that keeps me on that routine. Okay. So accepting the fact that I need that routine, I need those, um, you know, kind of built in self reminders because that's what works for me. Some people have It works so much better for them to do one load a day. For me, that's a total disaster. I cannot do that because I just forget about them and they end up washing the same load 10 times. But, you know, for me, I know that it's best for me to have one day of the week when I do laundry. There have been times in my life where that was Thursday. Okay. I know some people that's Saturday for them or Sunday for them or whatever. But knowing that this is what works best for me, now I have to figure out how's that going to work in my new schedule and going back to the routine and say, okay, I'm going to get jump back on this routine, even though I was failing at it over the summer, I'm going to jump back on it. And that's going to help me, you know, get it figured out for this new thing. Because that that's one of my tendencies before I started blogging and started, um, you know, focusing on this deslobification process. One of my tendencies was that I really wanted to figure it out before I started doing it, except that Figuring things out doesn't actually get my house clean. Um, so instead I've realized purely by accident, because this is how I started with the blog. I realized it's better for me to just do it. And then as I'm doing it over and over and consistently, then I figure out, Oh, this is the best time for me to do it. Or this is how it works best, you know, for our current phase of life in our family. All right. I have blabbed on for 26 minutes, so I'm going to stop now. And I really appreciate those of you who have stuck with me. Um, I am excited to get back to podcasting. I hope that um, you guys will give me feedback and um, questions and things that you want me to talk about in future podcasts. Um, I also want to share with you just some other podcasts because that it's kind of funny to me that Um, you never hear anybody say, Hey, I need more blogs to read, but I am, I'm starting to really hear people say, um, you know, I need more podcasts to listen to. So I have listened to the art of simple, um, which is by Tish Oxenreiter, the simple mom. She used to be simple mom. And now it's the art of simple. It's like, she's rebranded. Um, some of them are, a little, um, I enjoy them because they're a little blogger focused. If that makes any sense, like she'll talk with other bloggers and I tend to talk a lot about blogging and writing and things, which I don't think would be interesting to everybody. Um, but there are some, there's specifically one that's fairly recent, uh, with Joshua Becker who writes, um, becoming minimalist, uh, and they talk a lot about decluttering in it. So if you want to look up in, um, the art of simple, look for Joshua Becker, Uh, in iTunes. Um, I think that you would enjoy that podcast and you might decide that you want to listen to some more of hers and I will try to share other podcasts, um, in my future podcast. So thank you so much for joining me again. You can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect, uh, to find me on all my social media channels. We are now at over 90,000 Facebook fans, which is just crazy to me, but it just proves that, um, there are a lot of people in this world who this stuff doesn't come naturally to the way that I always assumed everybody else seemed to get it except for me. Um, so you can find me on facebook.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, you can also go to a slob comes slash podcasts with an S podcast number 32. That's where we are right now after the fail. I'd love it if you left a review in iTunes, um, that just helps other people to find, the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you next week. Bye.